is Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. Here are your hosts, Editor-in-Chief at ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney, and former Chiefs linebacker, Sean Barber. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Arrowhead Pride Radio. Pete Sweeney here with the linebacker, Sean Barber, the American dream, Dusty Likens. Behind the glass, taking to 7 o'clock when Bink at Night takes over. We got the next hour. Arrowhead Pride Radio, it's your favorite hour of the week. A lot of big news to get to, Sean. Before we do that, tell me something good. Tell you something good. You know, I'm trying to find out who's doing that voiceover of my name like that because I don't really like any women saying my name like that, Sean Barber, except for my wife, my beautiful wife, Nicole. <laughs> She's the only one who's allowed to say my Feels name. Feels a little like dirty that. to you. It does. He ain't lying. Uh, he ain't lying. <laughs> Feels a little dirty to you. We're going to get to the Patrick Peterson rumors. As you heard earlier today, Ron, the show, Hughley, was out at Arrowhead Stadium pushing the hashtag Pat Needs Pat movement since then. If you've been following the Twitter sphere, there's been plenty of people making signs that Pat Mahomes needs Patrick Peterson on this team. But before we get into that, Sean, a lot of moves made today by the Chiefs all in one tweet. Are you ready to hear this? Yeah, give it to me, brother. Jordan Devy. Surprise. He's going to injured reserve. Terrence Smith, the linebacker, also to injured reserve for now. Uh, center James Murray and tight end Dion Yelder moved from the practice squad to the 53-man roster. Uh, Raymond Davidson and Pace Murphy, they are signed to the practice squad. Raymond Davidson... Spent time with the Chiefs in training camp. Uh, what do you make of Raymond Davidson just back with this organization? I, I'm, I'm letting you go first with this just because you have added insight on this and maybe, maybe other people don't have. Yeah, I had a chance to see my man Raymond. Uh, I call him Ray Ray, my man Ray Ray. He's all, Actually, he's a really good linebacker, man. Uh, came from Cal. Uh, you know, wasn't really highly coveted coming out of college, but when he got to camp, man, uh, really, really kind of set into the system and learned it well. Uh, played well in the preseason for the Chiefs. Um, uh, a natural playmaker, um, just needs to just get some more snaps under his, under his belt, um, show a little bit more comfort and patience uh, when he's out there on the field. But when it comes to thumping, he's a thumper. He's a guy that immediately when he's on the field, uh, I, would, I wouldn't be concerned about the run uh, stopping us. Sean Barber, of course, was a coaching intern, coaching fellow with the Chiefs during camp, had some extra time with Davidson. He's on the practice squad, so he's available to anyone in the league. The biggest news, I think, of all these moves is Jordan Devy, who started at right guard, then at center with all the injuries uh, for the Chiefs. He is a surprise addition to the injured reserve list, meaning again for another week, the Chiefs will be with a new-look offensive line against the Broncos this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, that's. I mean, if there's a concern going into the week, um, you know, one of Denver's strengths is their D-line, uh, the way they come after the passer. Uh, we saw that at, at, you know, at Denver. Uh, they was able to get immediate pressure on our quarterback, get him scrambled, get him out the pocket. I think that's what uh, one of the games where everybody was amazed about how well Pat Mahomes threw the ball on the run. Um, but saying that, the offensive line um, has definitely been uh, kind of plugging away, trying to fill some holes. So uh, ho- hopefully the guys, that, that next man up mentality uh, comes through. I don't know if this was his biggest story in, in Kansas City, but the Broncos haven't been playing well all that much this year last week heading into thursday night football von miller goes out and says we're going to kick the cardinals ass and then they went on a thursday night football i understand it's the cardinals and then they kick their ass like they <laughs> they they went out and, and and so now again you're dealing with a, a chief's offensive line that's injured mitch morse is currently the guy who you're looking at because he's in the concussion protocol concussions are no, not the same with any 
particular player. So you wonder if he's going to be in the mix to come back. If he is in the mix to come back, this is almost assuredly your offensive line. Eric Fisher, Cam Irving, Mitch Morse, Andrew Wiley, Mitch Schwartz from left to right. If Morse cannot go, and I get the feeling that this could be a little bit more serious than the Chiefs uh, want to let on. Again, concussions are so mysterious. If he can't go, I foresee the Chiefs having Fisher at left uh, tackle, Wiley at left guard, Irving at center, Jeff Allen, who was brought back to the team last week at right guard, and Mitch Schwartz at right tackle. That isn't definite either. That's just kind of my feeling on what they would do based upon where the these guys have played recently. But just still... You do have you do have a little bit of shakiness if you don't have your starting offensive lineman against this Broncos team, especially Sean, given an extra three days rest. Yeah, but I mean it was good to see Jeff Allen getting back into the fold, um, getting you know getting his hand hand on that playbook, being able to kind of get back with the offense, getting the calls. Um, great offensive line coach they you know we, we have here, so he he's always on top of the guy as far as communicating, be better you know being cohesive as a group. Um, all together, I think that the, the offensive line doesn't take a, as big of a, a, shot as, a shot as most teams would by losing their center because of the amount of guys we've had throughout camp playing at that position. Well, there you have it. We'll, we'll get more information tomorrow. I'd assume that we do hear from Chiefs head trainer Rick Burkholder tomorrow on what's going on with Jordan Devy and some of these guys moving forward. We'll, of course, find out whether or not Eric Berry returns to practice tomorrow. Always a mystery, day-to-day, forever. Mr. Eric Berry, but now moving on to the hottest topic in Kansas City, Patrick Peterson. And a lot of the AFC foes that the Chiefs are dealing with in this conference are interested. You hear the Pittsburgh Steelers are interested. The New England Patriots are interested. Patrick Peterson wants out of Arizona. Now you're hearing the Philadelphia Eagles are interested. It's starting to be revealed that the Chiefs may actually be aggressive with Patrick Peterson. We know Ron the Show is interested. He was out uh, ticketing uh, at Arrowhead Stadium today with a sign that said, Pat needs Pat. Uh, this from Sam Monson of PFF. Patrick P- Peterson this season allowing a passer rating of 39.9, which is basically the same as an incomplete pass. can play man or zone. Just turned 28 a couple months ago, and there's uh, definitely some value there. Daniel Jeremiah, you've heard on this station, I'm sure, at nauseum, has come up with a trade uh, that he would send two first-round picks, 19 and 20, and a fourth-round pick in 19 uh, for Peterson and a second-round pick. This is a cornerback who is an all-pro three times, seven times in the Pro Bowl. The Chiefs may have a weakness in the secondary. I think a lot of people believe that. A lot of people believe that they are a piece away from really making a legit Super Bowl run. If you're Mr. Brett Veach, Sean Barber, do you make this deal? Uh, No. Flat and simple. I mean, we talk about what a lot of people might want, what what Ron the show might want, what uh, a lot of people up and down Shawnee Mission Parkway might want. But it really only matters what one person wants, right? And that's between uh, Brett Veach and Andy Reid. As they look at this team, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I've never considered the cornerback position one that we needed to attack and go after. Um, so far, the only, the only position I thought that we we needed to kind of, um, you know, fill a gap was when Sorison went down, and the safety position was like, you know, hey, we got a rookie going to play. We got, we we need some depth at the safety position. So I was all on board going after my man Earl Thomas, and then, you know, Earl Thomas goes down there and say, all right, let's look at Landon. So I'm still on the Landon train as far as getting that young man in because of his youth, his playmaking ability. Um, I've seen him make so many plays, even um, with the Giants, even though their season isn't doing so well. Um, I think you could get him on board and and, and have him being a, a safety, you know, a chief safety in the, in the future. But the Pat Peterson um, sweepstakes, it's a little bit too rich uh, for, 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 my, for my dollars. Yeah, NFL trade rumors, they're so weird. 
nowadays. There's Twitter accounts out there, supposedly a trusted Twitter account that even Adam Schefter trusts is something called Incarcerated Bob. One of the, these tweets, he's he called some things to do with Peyton Manning, Tom Coughlin, the Jags, so on and so forth. The latest from him as of 4 o'clock, and it's just something that's out there. We don't know how legitimate it could be, but the Eagles and Chiefs are currently the most aggressive in pursuit for Patrick Peterson. Cardinals are listening. Phillies made the best offer so far. The Steelers have interest not as aggressive as those two teams. I feel like the Chiefs could be aggressive here, though, Sean, because of their aggressive interest in Earl Thomas and all the reports that surfaced back then. I think that as of then, they felt they needed a boost in the secondary and I understand it's a different position but I I don't know what would would have changed from then to now I mean the Chiefs have played a lot better I would say in two of the past three games defensively but the comparison and the stick is Tom Brady and the New England Patriots and that game was abysmal well like you said it's a different position I don't I don't I don't I didn't ever consider the cornerback position once we got fuller um, Nelson's playing at a high level uh, we went and acquired Orlando Scandrick. So, to me, we have our starting secondary as far as our corners are concerned. It's still the safety position that was the one where we was hoping to get back at EB. We was hoping to wait for uh, Dirty Dan to get back into the mix. And until then, we was playing but, Armani Watts, and then he gets hurt. So, so that's the position I think that the hole needs to be. And using Pat Peterson to fill that hole, it, it just it's one of those kind of make-you-feel-good moments, but it's not really going to me. It's not going to pan off when it comes to stopping people. Playing devil's advocate for a second. Go for it. Aaron, I'll, I'll never play devil's advocate. That's not a part of my, <laughs> you know, my faith. You know that's a part of my game. <laughs> yeah. Say the Chiefs have Eric Berry. I think they believe he's going to come back healthy at some point this year, whether it be t- today, tomorrow, the next day, mm-hmm. the next day, the next day. You know, I'm going day to day here. Yeah, I got you. Day to- One of these days. 600th day in a row. I got you. Say Eric Berry comes back and he's healthy, and then you bring Pat- Patrick Peterson within the next seven days until the trade deadline into the mix. You're the standout Super Bowl favorite. It's not even a question at that point. Uh, okay, I, the reason I'm telling you no, it doesn't. It's not, it's not that easy because the one of the guys, Pat Peterson, still has to learn the defense. Like we, just just because he's a great lockdown corner, he plays you know man coverage, plays zone, he played all you know. We can talk about what he's done in other places, but until you've actually played in this defense and learned how to play in this defense, you're just a, a, a talented athlete. And so uh, it just does. It's, it doesn't. The pieces of a puzzle when it comes to defensive football just doesn't fit. Um, that easily. I'm looking outside, and it's clear outside, and here you are inside raining on my parade. I mean, sometimes I mean, just being the truthful. Sometimes you got to tell the truth, man. It just it don't work that way. Sometimes it don't work that way. <sighs> all right, all right. We'll, Sorry, we'll, we'll we'll get into this. Pat, maybe that Pat need Pat. Movement. <laughs> I mean, what does that even mean Pat, anyway? The quarterback needs a cornerback. That don't even make sense to me. For that, for the Chiefs to be legitimate Super Bowl contenders, Pat don't even get nothing. with the hashtag. Pat don't. All even, the Pat kids are doing fifty it. points. All the kids game. are doing it. With, with anybody. He just, just put them out there. We'll go over what we learned from Andy Reid on Monday. Next. Arrowhead Pride Radio. Arrowhead Pride Radio. On till 7 o'clock. That's when Jay Binkley takes over for Bink at Night. But until then, Pete Sweeney here with the linebacker, Sean Barber. You've been upset about the Los Angeles Rams. A lot of people saying they're going to run the table. Yeah, I'm a little bit upset at that. You know, it's kind of disrespectful, at, at, you know, six weeks into the season to almost ignore the, 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 the last nine games, especially when one of those games is against our Kansas City Chiefs. I, I consider that a little bit disrespectful. So they got a two-game. I mean, the next two games going to be kind of tough. You know, they got a home game versus the Packers. You know, and then they're on the road versus the Saints. If there's one thing the NFL loves. Some drama? It's an undefeated possibility. Man, they can say that drama for their mama. <laughs> 
especially especially when they get to like double digits. Oh, the NFL loves that. Each and every year, if there's a team that's still like ten and zero, oh, it's the best thing. Not, biggest national story to go. So people people want to see it. If, if if you're a national reporter, I I agree with you. I think there's too many flaws. They've been in too many close games. Think about that Thursday night game. Uh, I think it was with the Vikings. Really great game, but it was back and forth. And you got the Chiefs. You can't just assume a win over the Chiefs. On nah. Monday night in Mexico? No, nah, no, they can't assume that at all. I mean, I think that's the that's the game that everybody's has circled on their uh circled on their schedule as far as the, when you knock off the number one team. Sean, I want to get to two things from Andy Reid's presser on Monday. Uh Terrence Smith moving to IR today, which means Dorian O'Daniel, who got quite a bit of snaps in the last game against the Bengals, will be brought into the mix, I would say, a bit more now. Uh Andy Reid asked about Dorian O'Daniel's position, one you'll be familiar with, Sean Barber, uh, this past Monday. Yeah, I think that more that nickel, that linebacker, that nickel linebacker position that, that um, depending on down the distance, yeah, um, that, that's that position. You, we've, we've Sorensen's been in there, and uh, you know, we've kind of mixed a few different guys in there, and um, I, I think that that's kind of his, that's where where you picture him. Ten-year NFL linebacker Sean Barber. Does that sound a little bit familiar? Yeah, that, that position was my home. I, that was my home base. I kind of uh, made a ten-year career out of uh, playing that nickel kind of safety slash star joker, whatever you want to call it. Every coordinator calls it a different position. But basically they're saying I ain't big enough to be a rundown linebacker um, and I'm uh, a little bit too big to be a deep safety. So they take advantage of my cover abilities, my covering skills and uh, take away their best, uh, some of those best uh, running backs coming out the backfield. Sean, we all know you were awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now for the main question, What's the up? question at hand. What's up? What do you think of D.O.D.? D.O.D., that's my dude. Um, D.O.D., is. I told him from day one when they got here from the draft, He, he I consider him a, a better version of myself. Um, I see a lot of the, the movement skills. I see the quick hips, the flexibility. I see the fact that he anticipates the ball well, um, comes up and hits with a punch. You know, his, 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 his bark is a lot uh, uh, as strong as his bite is. Nice. Um, he comes, uh, yeah, I saved that one, didn't I? I was gonna <laughs> that was in the pocket. We know that was, was in the pocket for it. It's kind of dirty, a little bit sweaty from yeah, the heat. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's been the nest since the summer. Slam! You know, D.O.D. is, is going to definitely, um, he, he's going he's gonna, to um, definitely master that position. He'll know what to do in that position. Um, he also plays, you know, a hell of a down on um, special teams and coverage coverage teams. So I know Coach Tobes really loved Blasted Mixon the other night. Um, yeah, ooh, yeah, got, got, got the best of mix on a That was a, couple a good times. 2018 clean hit. Yeah, that's a good clean hit. So, yeah, like I said, a better version of myself. So I hope to see really, really good Big things words. from this young man. Another part of Andy Reid's press conference I thought was interesting and that will be relevant moving forward is the Chiefs having big leads. And I'm not saying it's going to be every game because I think they'll be in some close games this year, especially that Monday night football game we just talked about against the Rams. But there's going to be situations where this team is dominating. I'm looking at you, two games against the Oakland Raiders. Uh, and people were wondering why Patrick Mahomes was still out there uh, this Sunday night. And Andy Reid actually had a good little point here. Yeah, well, you guys have sat here and asked me uh, the question about being up by a lot of points and then having teams come back and get us. So... Uh, think about think think about think about that. <laughs> I don't like those questions. <laughs> now I'm getting the other end of it. All right. So it's our fault. No, I listen. I just I just go off of my gut feeling. So, and I have a pretty big gut. You comfortable with Patrick <laughs> Mahomes out there on the field up 35 points? 
Yeah, I just still smile at Coach Reed. I mean, he always takes shots at himself, uh, breaks the breaks the ice like no other. Uh, talking about he got a big gut, so <laughs> he just plays it plays it off a of gut, just instinct. Um, he's always done that. I mean, you know, when it comes to the you know week sixteen, week seventeen of the year, they've already locked up. He, he goes with his gut, man. He wants guys to go play, go play. When it comes to the preseason football, how, you know how much how many reps the guys play. He's like, hey guys, we're gonna start the game, we're gonna start playing. And, you know, if I have a good feeling that you need to come out, I'm just going to pull you out. So I just be ready to play. I got to say, I was one of those people the other night wondering, what is Patrick Mahomes doing in the game? Like, you would hate to see him get injured. But I also, after hearing that from Reed, I understand. I mean, this is a team now that's been come back on, uh, as in, you know, in the postseason from 18 points down. That's not 35, but at the same, and, and it is the regular season. But at the same time, you get it from a certain extent. I don't. I don't think there was any point after that uh, pick six that Andy felt like that other team could come back against us. I just think it was a. It, if we be honest as fans and as, as, as see this guy who he, Patrick Mahomes, he needs the snaps. He needs the reps. He's still maturing as a. For him to twenty three. For him to reach his potential, and, and and everything he's already shown us he can do. There's still opportunities for him to fine-tune his game. And I think Andy just wants to continue to push him to be the best he can be. And to do that, he has to be out there on the field and see the pressure, see the blitzes, see the check down, see the, you know, how, you know go from one read to the other and see the different defenses. And so, I mean, you only get that from being out there. And so I think as much as you want to try to save the kid from himself, right. it's, it's you learn on the field. And so – I mean, I can appreciate where uh, where Andy is, is going with this with this young man. It's the Chiefs and the Saints right now, probably the one, two, whatever way you want to put it, with the best offenses in the NFL. The Chiefs are scoring at will. And something that caught my attention this morning was a tweet review. Some, you know, you see a lot of film guys. We have a plenty of them at Arrowhead Pride. You see them all over the place now. ESPN, NFL Network. Dan Orlowski from ESPN puts out this play, and it was the Spencer Ware seam route where he was wide open and then fell. But listen to the beginning of this clip as Dan is starting to break it down. All right, so this is what's happening with the Chiefs offense versus really everybody. Now, I said this on Get Up yesterday morning. They're so good schematically and design-wise, and they're so good personnel-wise, and then they do so much pre-snap with formations and motions and the zone reads and RPOs that they're getting defenses to chase ghosts. They're displacing guys on defense so much that defenders are starting to see things that aren't really there. Oh, my God. Chasing ghosts during Halloween season. Bless my heart. But on the play, Dan goes to ex- goes on to explain the Bengals are playing man-to-man defense. There's a motion to Tyreek in the backfield. Again, he's the most explosive player in the league, so that catches your attention. And Spar- Spencer Ware is hit up the scene. Ware uh, is wide open. That's what he's explaining in the play. And then this was the conclusion of it from Orzlovsky. Defenses are now chasing these ghosts because they see so much pre-snap. You've got a formation. Then you've got a motion to the most explosive guy in the league right now. And then a flash fake to him. And then five guys out in the pass concept. Displacement on your defenders is leading to guys chasing ghosts on defense. Great design by Andy Reid, utilizing personnel, the right guy in the motion and the flash fake, and then getting defenses to do things structurally and fundamentally that aren't sound. Sean, you're playing the Chiefs right now. How, sh- how shook are you as a linebacker? Man, the word for the day must have been ghost. He loves he, lo- he, he could, You could tell he he loves ghosts. Oh my goodness, he loved the ghost motion, the ghost fake uh, defenses chasing ghosts all over the field. Unfortunately, there are no ghosts. 
Uh, this is not ghosts in the outfield. This ain't baseball. There are no ghosts. Ghosts in the outfield. <laughs> angels in the outfield. Yeah, no angels in the outfield. None of those things. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. That's different, right. different story. Uh, but what Dan did say is the the the, the use of motion and shifts and, and the the way that they are very um, detailed at preparing plays and setting up plays for future plays is something that Andy's always been great at. Um, not not to say he's never had a quarterback that can handle this amount of. Uh, shifts and motions and stuff, but you you can only feed a guy what he can process, and I mean not a detriment to Alex Smith or or anybody that was here, but uh, Mahomes. I mean, when it comes to hiding, high, like you know that 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 four G five G network, his brain is just able to absorb all the things you're doing defensively and process it, and he's able to have the arm to get it to uh, open spots at a very high rate. So. Um, I mean, the, the weapon he is, and the weapon he's cre- he's been able to um, but create is only one way to to try to battle him, and that's just a guess. And that, and when we go back to the Patriots game, I think that's what Hightower did. He he was supposed to walk to a certain area, and he guessed right. He guessed to the right zone instead of going left. He went right. He probably wasn't supposed to be there, and he guessed right. And so when you guess against Pat Mahomes, you might get a right play, but you also could give up six. Right. Andy Reid is keeping him guessing. As, as they say. That was my word for the day. Guess. Arzlowski went with ghost. Ghost. You go with guest. Guest. I'm going to go with great because this is a great program that we got going on today. And next we'll have your chance to win $1,000 on the 30. It's also Hot Take Tuesday. Stay with us. Arrowhead Pride Radio. Arrowhead Pride Radio, Pete Sweeney here with Sean Barber taking you up to 7 o'clock. We'll talk to Ken Swanson before we go off the air. Lead drafted film analyst at arrowheadpride.com. Hashtag Pat Needs Pat running wild through Kansas City. Sean, Sean, you're not on board. Sean is not on board. It's only a matter of time. We'll get him. Nope. Don't want a ticket to that show. Don't want to see that show. Don't want anything to do with that. Usually you're on board with these fun fun things, these fun movements. You, you're kind of being a buzzco right now. It don't make sense, man. It just doesn't make sense. Pat, uh, he's the quarterback. Don't need a cornerback. This is, I don't get it. Not, what if not. the show's in February? Would you take a ticket to that show? Like I said, I'm not with the quarterback taking the cornerback, the back-to-back, pat-to-pat. I don't want nothing to do with it. I don't want it. I'm not, I don't want it. I don't want the trade. I don't want the trade. don't want to give up draft picks. I'm against it. Well, Sean... That's upsetting. It's upsetting to me. What's not upsetting is it's time for your chance to win 1000 on the 30s. The National Cash Contest. Text the word CINEMA to 72881. Your word for this hour is CINEMA, C-I-N-E-M-A. Want Chiefs Talk and a chance to win 1000 on the 30s. These are only one station in Kansas City that gives you both. Weekdays from 7 to 7, it pays to listen to the largest sports radio company in the world. Message and data rate supply. Your next chance to win is tomorrow at 7.30 a.m. with Fesco in the morning. And, Sean, that's tomorrow morning on Wednesday. But today is Hot Take Tuesday. And we start with Chris Collinsworth, Fox Sports. Kansas City, I still don't love this defense. Now, they're going to get Eric Berry back, and that's a big deal. Most safeties... I don't give a rip about. They are getting Eric Berry back, and they are number one in points. They are number two in point differential. They're number three in total offense, and they have one of the great uh, game play designers in football. There's a lot to like about Kansas City. 
But I, I got to see this defense make plays because that game in Foxborough, that's the, that's playoff football. Like you're going to pl- face the best coaches and the best quarterbacks once you get to January, and that Foxborough loss and the ease in which New England moved the ball up and down the field is a concern. I'm so surprised as Jake called him by the wrong name. It's Colin Cowherd, not Chris Collinsworth. Collinsworth will be next. Uh, but do you agree with Colin? putting the Chiefs behind the Rams, Saints, and Patriots in his weekly power rankings. No, I don't agree with him. He don't know what he's talking about. Never did. Just because he's uh, been doing it for years and years and years and watching way too much football in his life. He's just saying things to make a splash. But I'd rather be the underdog than the top dog when it comes to in the middle of the year, week to week. Um, Don't want to be crowned right now. Want to earn it the the, the right way. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I I like being the number four spot right now. Right now, I got to take the Rams and Pats over the Chiefs just because the Pats beat the Chiefs. I can't see the Chiefs above the Saints right now. I, I think you put it, the Chiefs against any team in any shootout, they got a good chance to win, and I got the Chiefs right now over the Saints. I see them right until they beat the Patriots. Until I see that happen, they're behind them, unfortunately, in my opinion. Now to the real Chris Collinsworth from one CC to another CC from Sunday night. Kirkpatrick has him dead, has him wrapped up. The ball spun him completely around. Geno Atkins right there. Everybody relaxes, and the show goes on for Kareem Hunt. That may have been one of the best runs we've seen all year. Collinsworth on Hunt's hurdle from the other night. Barry Sanders weighing in, calling it a nice hurdle on Twitter. What is that the best run we've seen in the NFL all year? 100%. Ain't no doubt about it. Uh, When I saw it live, I realized this year, and I can't go beyond this year because a lot of really good runs, but... Uh, I would have definitely uh, marked that as one of the top runs of the 2018 season. No doubt. Another take came from Kay Adams this morning on Good Morning Football. Says the Chargers are a huge threat in the AFC and the AFC West. Chiefs have another game with the Chargers. They beat him week one this season. Do you see the Chargers causing any problems for the Chiefs in winning this division? But, you know, the Chargers are going to have both at this time, so I see their pass rush being a lot similar to what we're going to see from the Broncos. Um, having two outstanding edge rushers is going to always give every offense um, a handful of problems. But on the back end, uh, the Chargers, I, just, I think they're a little bit overrated on the back end. I think that they, they have a lot of big names back there. They have a number one, you know, draft pick, uh, uh, D. James from Florida State, has been one of the, the top defensive players of the year so far. Um, but all in all, when you look at the, how they're playing on on game day, they're, they're not playing cohesively. They're not playing together. So I don't think they're as, um, they're as good on their back end as, 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 as you would think. Out of all the quarterbacks in the AFC West, though, I mean, you look at Derek Carr and all the problems the Raiders are going with. They're trading Amari Cooper away. They're not really scared of Case Keenum. I mean, the defense could beat you on Sunday, but Case Keenum is not really the guy striking fear into your heart. If there's any quarterback in the AFC West, it's Phillip Rivers. I ain't scared of Phillip. Philip, that shot put ball, he be shot putting that ball all over the field. Uh, throws that, that little sidearm spiral, but he's not mobile. You know exactly where he's going to be at. So um, that, there's not many uh, non-mobile uh, quarterbacks that, that strike fear into my heart. Um, you know, like I said, Brady gets his because he has the rings. But without being mobile, man, um, I, I, Philip is just a guy. He's a guy with a good arm. And like I said, he's just going to keep shot putting it all over the, over the area. We'll, we'll intercept him a, a few times. Um, when, it, when it's time for them to come here to Arrowhead for Tony Gonzalez's ring ceremony. The only thing I worry about with Rivers and the Chargers and Bosa coming back and, and things like that is, Char- is uh, Philip Rivers is running out of time here. 
I mean, he's in the final hours of his career. I mean, it's either now or it's either now or never type thing. Mahomes is seven games into his career, and he looks like one of the best quarterbacks of all time. You know, and, and to me, I, I I don't know. I feel like if Phil Rivers, this this could be it. This could be your last shot at, at winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, you you think if, if there's any franchise that was willing to go all in on every free agent player, every uh, tradable player, you would think it would be the Chargers, basically because looking at the window, their their opportunity with uh, Rivers is coming to an end. Um, if not this season or next season, I think by 2020, uh, that'll be his swan song. Um, we'll call it a career, a great career. Um, set a lot of records, but uh, no championships. You know who Rivers would be scared of? That's Pat Pete on the Chiefs. <laughs> Hashtag I'm, Pat needs Pat. I'm, I'm, man, listen, you can you can raise the roof. You can I'm do just, whatever you want. It ain't happening, on Captain. It I'm just proud happening. of my boy Shell for going out to Arrowhead Stadium today. Waste with, of time. With the sign. Waste of time. Stop wasting your time. Sean, I know we got to get you out of here pretty soon. Giving you the floor this week, what are you focused on for the Chiefs as Denver comes in with a little bit of additional rest? Uh, Chiefs back on track on Sunday. Man, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a tough game, man. It's going to be a tough game. I, I think, like I said, when, when you, have a, you have two healthy edge rushers that can really uh, force you to step up, they have guys up front that can crush the pocket. Um, our offensive line has got some, some, some different guys in there playing together, so it's going to be some different calls. Um, you got to be cohesive as a group of those those front five, and if they find a way to 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 pierce the armor, uh, it's going to be pretty much coming straight up the middle. Um, they got enough speed off the edge to make it really tough for Pat Mahomes finding a uh, um, you know clear throwing lane. And you know their secondary, I mean they're not afraid to to play us man up straight up, make us mirror, make us get off the line. No free releases. So you're gonna, I mean we're gonna have to earn that game. Um, but but uh, I think it's glad, or I'm glad, that it's going to be here at home. The CRA is going to be cheering. Um, it's going to be tough to pick uh, anyone coming into this stadium with the way this team is playing right now and thinking they're going to walk away victorious. So tough, tough, tough game to call. But I, I think the Chiefs going to end up squeaking it out at the end. I really like this Lindsey kid. And you see the Chiefs defense, and a lot of this had to do with the fact that they became one-dimensional, the Bengals I'm talking about. Joe Mixon was held pretty much in check. The Chiefs defense had a, a good game. I would say they had a good game, you could say, against the Jaguars. In between that, of course, was the Patriots debacle, giving up 43 points. How important you think it is for the Chiefs to put together now two good weeks on defense? I mean, it's always important. I think you always want to go out there and put your best foot forward. Um, you know, you are, you're only as good as the film shows. And if you want a team to start giving you the respect you deserve on that, on that field um, and not calling for uh, other players to be added every weekend, um, breaking down every position group and, and talking about how your room isn't good enough, um, you got to go out there and make plays. And I think that the defense did that last week. They'll put up a good, a good show this week. I think Case Keenum is um, – I mean, I don't want to call him a phony or fake. Or I mean, he's a good guy. I just don't. I don't know if he's a quality NFL starter. I think he had a, a, a Cinderella type year last year, and now um, you know up at Denver he's seeing kind of, you know, they, they're seeing some of his weak points. There's a couple things going on in Denver too, similar a little bit to the Oakland Raiders of how how messy it is. But Demarius Thomas wants out. You do have Manuel Sanders having one of the better years of his career on a contract year though, and I'm interested to see how the Chiefs do against Sanders uh, this Sunday. Yeah, it's always something. But you know, Sanders was the guy that kind of. Said he was going to come, but didn't want to come. And then, you know, last minute kind of uh, reneged on the contract and all that kind of stuff. So I think, I think you know, Kansas City, we got a little bit of a, a, you know, a little bit of a bone to pick with old Emmanuel Sanders when he comes here to, to Kansas City. But all in all, man, you know, when it comes down to, you know, Chiefs versus Broncos, and there's a lot of Bronco fans that want to see a victory, but it's just, 
I, I just think it's the Chiefs' time right now, man. It's just time for the Chiefs to just continue to roll, continue to build on what they've started. Uh, foundation, fundamental, quality um, football, you know, being a smarter, tougher team. And I think that's what Andy's building. And, um, you know, we got to get rid of some of that offside, some of those penalties and stuff like that. But as far as the core and the heart of the team, man, those guys, they, they go out there and play, play, play with a lot of heart. And I think that's why in the locker room they think that, they, you know, that, that's, they, they got the guys they need to go win the championship. That's the voice of Sean Barber, 10-year linebacker, uh, former Kansas City Chief and analyst for Arrowhead Pride. Where can these beautiful people find you on Twitter? Oh, tweet me at SeanBarber59. Always a good daily motivation, uh, sometimes spiritual, sometimes mental, sometimes from a mindset standpoint. All angles. All angles of, of, of bringing positivity to your life. So if you want to develop a positive mindset, check me out on Twitter, SeanBarber59. All right, thanks, Sean. Right now we're going to bring in Arrowhead Pride lead film and draft analyst Ken Swanson, good friend of mine. Kent, as you do on every Tuesday, you're something good, something bad article, three-part Patrick Mahomes analysis every week at OurHeadPride.com. You got their first installment this week. There will be two more articles on Wednesday and Thursday, but what were the good things that you saw from Patrick Mahomes this week against the Bengals? You know, um, from a kind of a broad overview, I just I really liked how Patrick Mahomes navigated that game without creating a ton of explosive plays. So, you know, he just he really managed and handled that game at an extremely high level as far as taking what the defense is giving him and um and and not trying to force the ball too much. Obviously he did make that mistake late in the game, but I really liked how he just went about his business and it wasn't just him having and creating explosive plays all over the field. It was actually him leading his team and driving down the field consistently. And that was so much fun to watch, Pete. You know, I'm listening to your words, and I'm going to say the dreaded words that maybe Kansas City doesn't want to hear, but it kind of sounds like, and I know the Chiefs were able to put up points, he had a little bit of an Alex Smith type of game when it came to, you know, being secure with the football. You got you, you to do that to me, Pete. I mean, I mean you're not wrong. <laughs> Okay, this is gonna sound bad, but this was the most Alex Smithiest Patrick Mahomes performance of his career, and it wasn't. And it, it sounds like a bad thing, but it was a good thing because the, the the Bengals were trying real hard to take stuff over the top, and they had they had the deep routes covered for the most part. He had a couple, but. What he was doing is, I mean, if, if a guy's open, he's getting him out to Kareem. He was getting the ball out to Kareem on time and letting Kareem go out and make plays. That doesn't mean that Patrick Mahomes didn't use his rare abilities because he definitely flashed his superpowers. But it was more of a, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna just do what, I'm gonna take what the defense is giving me, the, the the coverage over the top with sound. Let's work down. Let's get Kareem the ball quick, and and Kareem went out and made plays for him. So, you know, it sounds it sounds like a cuss word. But it's not. It was a very good performance from Patrick Mahomes. And you're starting to see there's less and less holes in his game every week. His name is Ken Swanson, the lead film and draft analyst for OurHeadPride.com. I believe there's no one in the city that watches more Mahomes film than Kent Swanson. And Kent, with that being the case, earlier in the program I played some sound for the folks listening from Dan Orlowski from ESPN. And he, and he says... What a lot of these defenses are seeing with Mahomes and the Andy Reid offense is is they're seeing ghosts, and it's leading to a lot of these players uh, becoming open. Do you see that on a lot of plays where defenses and defensive players are real confused out there? 
Oh, absolutely. And that's the strength of Andy Reid. It always has been. The only problem is now he's got elite toys to play with and an elite arm talent to get ball places. So, you know, um, with all these things that they've done and all the things that have kind of taken the league by storm last, you know, last couple of years, we saw the shovel pass last year and we're seeing, you know, some of the, some of the trick, trick shots that they're delivering on these shovel passes earlier in the year. All this stuff is just forcing defenses to think. And the last thing that these guys want to be doing is thinking too much when you've got a guy like Tyreek Hill that can burn people down the field and a dynamic offensive weapon like Travis Kelsey. So um, it, it, it's, it's a perfect combination. And what's been so fun is watching Andy stretch the field with some of his creativity too. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's absolutely true, and it's really hard to stop, and it's hard to say that this thing is going to slow down because of it. It kind of sounds like, from what you're saying, when it comes to defending Mahomes and what the Chiefs have to offer, there really is an elimination of muscle memory, and that's got to be tough for guys out there that are, are used to just hearing a play and being able to go to one spot or one man, for example. Oh, there's there's so many examples of of Andy defeating some of the basically taking advantage of some of the instincts in the, in the nature and the, the mechanics that these guys are, are constantly drilled on. So you think it's one thing, and then they catch you on that. So you think it's another thing, but it's not that either. It's actually something like it, one of the examples they've used it a couple times. They fake a swing screen to Tyree Kill, then they kind of fake a swing screen to the other side, to Kareem Hunt, and then, oh, by the way, now you're just throwing the ball to Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field with lead blockers. Plays like that. Right. I mean, you, the guys think that they think they're on it, but they're not. <laughs> and even when they play it right. It's got to be so frustrating. It yeah. I mean, like, can you imagine? And it, they have these plays, and Andy times them so well when he uses them. It's, 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 a, master, it's a master class. The article's called Something Good and Something Bad, meaning we even look at the bad side of Patrick Mahomes. Kent, what was your bad part of Mahomes this week? (laughs) We uh, we had a little fun this week. Uh, I didn't feel like picking on him too much today. And we're going to talk about the interception on Thursday, so you can look ahead to that. But, man, my homie Pat, he needs to work (laughs) on his dance move. That, That performance was probably his worst of his athletic career. And everybody else was a step ahead of him. He looked late. He looked robotic. His mechanics were off. There was no feel. I mean, you can take all the critiques that you have of players and tie it to that performance because it was brutal. (laughs) I would have to agree. I think Mahomes was asked after the game, and he's hoping his teammates clue him in on if uh, there's going to be a choreographed dance routine uh, moving forward. Kent, what do you got the rest of the week very quickly? So uh, the AP Laboratory podcast goes up tomorrow. Uh, on Wednesday, we've got uh, two more Patrick Mahomes articles. And look out because the, the, the Nerd Squad has a ton of great content. Myself, Matt Landon, Craig Scott, we've all got a lot of great stuff rolling this week. You're going to get Kareem Hunt review. You're going to get to see what the defense did well uh, in their best performance. Lots of good stuff here on Arrowhead Pride. Kent is the lead film and draft analyst for OurHeadPride.com. Catch his stuff there and on 610 Sports Radio. We have him on quite a bit. Kent, thanks for joining us. Thanks, buddy. Kent is the leader of something we call the Hourhead Pride Nerd Squad, and they'll be on with Think at Night, which starts at 7 o'clock every weeknight. You have Matt Lane tonight at 7.30, Craig Stout, defensive film analyst at 8 p.m. on Wednesday. And Kent is on at 6.30 on Thursdays again with Jay Binkley. They'll be talking in-depth X's and O's. 
on Think at Night, again, starting at 7 o'clock. But when we come back, we will read your tweets. Stay with us. Arrowhead Pride Radio. Pete Sweeney here putting a bow on Arrowhead Pride Radio for this week in just a couple minutes. Pink at night. Big football show. X's and O's. No one talks football like Bink. Stay with us for that. But before we do that, we will be reading your tweets. Tweeted in at Arrowhead Pride. And the first one comes from at Cal Dexor. He believes Landon Collins needs a hashtag too. So if hashtag Pat needs Pat, then hashtag Kelsey needs Elsie. Or Landon needs Lando or Lando needs Landon. <laughs> I don't know. If you're going to put the hashtag with Lando, I think you got to ask Ron in advance. This tweet from Leif Escobar. It's insane how much better the O-line looks with Pat back there. It's safe to say Pat being our quarterback makes every offensive group damn near elite. It's funny you say that because Pro Football Focus came out with a stat today and everyone looks better when the pocket is clean, but Patrick Mahomes looks especially better when the pocket is clean. Mahomes has a 131.5 passer rating with a clean pocket, according to Pro Football Focus. That leads the NFL. Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, and Phillip Rivers round out the top five. Daniel J. Beeman writes in, who would you say is the favorite to win the team's Mackley Hill Award as the top rookie performer this season? You know, it's funny because Mahomes is not a rookie, there aren't a ton of candidates. But I think about Breland Speaks. I think about Derek Noddy being in the mix, maybe a Trey, Trey Smith. Or um, I don't know. I, I I would have to say that Breland Speaks will probably be your favorite towards the end just by default. Max Briggs wants to know Patrick Peterson, yay or nay. I'd probably lean on, on the side of nay. If you say 50, 50 is the mark, I'm probably at about 60% uh, on that side. Corey Bittner, how many points will the Chiefs beat the Rams by in Mexico City? And will they beat the Rams by more or less points than that in the Super Bowl? Hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. A lot of positivity for Mexico City. I'd say that's going to be a great game. I'm not sure if the Chiefs necessarily get the win. I think the Mexico City elevation will play a factor in that. I'm interested to see uh, how much. Real optimistic from Rob Doney. Kansas City has a chance to go 15-1. and I agree. As long as they keep playing like this, uh, they do have a chance to win each and every game uh, the rest of the year. Eric Hilner, do you think the future of the NFL is a hybrid safety backer instead of the traditional Mike linebacker? We talked a little bit about that earlier. Andy Reid actually said that this week, and he said Dorian O'Daniel probably fits right into that. As Sean Barber uh, kind of alluded to the fact that Dorian O'Daniel is a better version of him. Barber played that position when he was in the National Football League for 10 years. Danny Fierro says Cam Irving has been a pretty, uh, has been playing really well, a sneaky good pickup. I didn't expect this from Cam Irving. I hated on the deal quite a bit, and he has been playing well the past few games, and he's shown an ability to play at different positions. I think the Chiefs may need him at center uh, this week. We'll see if he he moves over with all these injuries again. Mitch Morris, Jordan Devy, and LDT all with injuries, so I'm wondering how uh, that offensive line ends up shaking out. Chance Hogg, why is no one talking about re-signing Tyree Kill next year? His and Mahomes' chemistry is something that must be continued, a.k.a. Montana and Rice. I agree with you. Hill's got, uh, I believe he's got two, two, three years left in his contract, but he'll definitely be eligible for uh, restructure next year. 
And if I'm him, I don't play a single uh, practice until I get a new new deal. He's going to be among the top wide receivers in the NFL. I think he's smart enough to know that. I think he's surrounded by people uh, who will be encouraging him to work out a new contract. He should probably be paid with the receiver. The Chiefs are going to have to pay quite a few people, which is just another reason to maybe go after it this year, another reason to get behind Ron's and 610 Sports' push for hashtag uh, Pat needs Pat. Lucci says, hire Derek Johnson as a linebacker coach. I don't think any linebacker coach hirings like a Tamba Ali or like a Derek Johnson will be coming until next year. But that does it for Arrowhead Pride Radio. I want to thank Ken Swanson, the American Dream, Dusty Likens, linebacker Sean Barber for joining me each and every week. If you like football, you're not going to want to go anywhere. We got Bink at night next. Jay Binkley, see ya. This has been Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. Coverage continues with articles, pictures, video, and interviews on arrowheadpride.com and 610sports.com. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.